The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Beyond. 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 What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 330. I am one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside. He only does everything, Colin Moriarty. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? I'm good. I can't complain. We just did a really good Rewind Theater. Yeah, we did. Super stoked. Rewind Theater. Yeah. They ordered 1886. We'll talk about that soon enough. But... More importantly, <laughs> the baby boys returned. You know, you knew him as the PlayStation powerhouse, then powerhouse, right. now back to the PlayStation powerhouse. Yes, Hello. Ryan Clements. Beyond. Beyond. It, thank you very much for having me. Oh my god, we're so excited. I, I did not realize we were going to start recording. You just went for it. That's how I wasn't it, ready. You're, 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 you're it's been so long. long. I know. You meant it at a real uh, real professional place too long. You forgot how <laughs> to silence humans my checking phone. levels for 90 minutes. <laughs> do that. PlayStation broadcast. Listen yes. to it. Oh, thank you. Thank you for the plug. Okay, so everyone should remember okay. you. Yes, you're Ryan Clements. Maybe not though. You worked at IGN. You may forever. have some. You may have some new listeners. We're just losing listeners. We're not <laughs> gaining any. Them. People are just dying out. Oh now. no! People oh no! Yeah, it's true. Oh, a lot of people. Javi Rodriguez dead. The prophecies didn't foresee this. <laughs> there was no way to tell. Um, uh, how long have you been gone from IGN now? Let's. It's been almost a year, right? Lord let's see. What, what? Yeah, it actually is. It, it's actually funny. It's probably like the year anniversary that I left, like coming up within days. So it's very appropriate. We're happy you're back. Thank you. Now it's you really work at nice PlayStation. To be back. Yes, I what do. What do you do at PlayStation? So, in the vein of Jeff Rubenstein, uh, an old friend, we uh, zombie I work, blog neck. I work I at uh, at uh, on the social media team for uh-huh. PlayStation, which is really just a fancy way of saying that I help run the PlayStation blog and then also help uh, keep up their Twitter and Facebook. And specifically, I also am in charge of their Tumblr, which everyone should check out. What's that? There's my little plug. PlayStation.tumblr.com. You're good. You're good. It's just it's uh it's just a collection of fan art and screenshots and oh so it's just, just, just dong pics. No. <laughs> Zero dong pics. I'm afraid it's all very family friendly. Welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. I, and I do want to say real quick. Yeah. It was. It's so nice. As we were just saying, it was so nice to see all the Beyond fans uh, express their excitement over me coming back because it's it's just a blast. I love seeing all you guys. I thought I made it pretty clear in the tweet too. One show only. You're back. Right. A lot of people were like, oh, he's back in yeah. that you. Like, no, still very much of the job at PlayStation. Nothing has changed it's, there. And I, and I hope that, you know, I can return again as a guest uh, in the future. But, yeah, it's, it's just awesome to be here. Many people excited that you're back. Thank you. One of them is Neil. 
Hello, Neil. Neil wrote in and said, hello, okay. Beyond. Beyond? I started listening to Beyond after a bad breakup. Beyond was my very first podcast as well. I never went to IGN.com, which pays the bills. Right before Borderlands 2 came out, I wrote in and was hit of the week, thanks to Ryan. And that was when <laughs> Nabster, with a dash, added me. <laughs> <laughs> with a dash. We played through all Borderlands 2 together. He waited for me to be online again so we could progress through his story. Mm. Uh, he goes on for a while here. says they exchanged phone numbers eventually, played mm. all their co-op games together. But then he says, here's where the story gets crazy. Christmas oh, yeah. break came around. Okay. He starts talking to this kid. All his friends are out of town. He decides he's going to go to Texas the week of New Year's, hang out with this guy he's only met through Beyond, thanks to you doing Hit of the Week. Okay. He says, I bought my plane ticket and flew out there and hung out with a guy that I'd only met through Beyond. I met his family and close friends, and we all had a great time hanging out. I finally was able to put some time into Rezogun, hashtag Colin was right, and I can't wait for him to be able to come to California. I would still like to thank you all. Uh, still like to thank everyone at Beyond for being such a great community of gamers. And thank you even more to my friend that I finally hung out with in person, Napster. K-N-A-B-S-T-E-R dash. Awesome. That's because Napster with a dash. Now, Napster. He didn't want that copyright infringement. That's a, that's a beautiful story. Yeah. I, I was honestly expecting, I thought it was going to end with them being together as a couple. Me but, too. But uh, then, you know, they're just or friends. Or someone's cool. killed. Well, Jesus. I certainly hope not. Welcome back. You are dark. <laughs> dark today. Dark humor. You know who else is excited that you're who? back? Me? Well, you, of I course, all of us. Yeah. Well, the, the, the trio is back. The trio the, the is The original back. trio that wasn't the original wow. at all. Well... <laughs> I didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah it happens. Yeah. Uh, Fistful of Crafts. You know this young gentleman, Mr. I Alex? Did. Of course. Uh, he is written We talk in all the time. With two three-month PlayStation Plus voucher codes to give away throughout the show. Wonderful. So you need to keep listening and watching. But, of course, the MP3 goes up on Tuesday and the video goes up on Wednesday. So if you're watching... You probably nope. missed out. <laughs> no, those codes are long gone. <laughs> That's so uh, nice of Alex. Everyone's excited you're Hi, here. Hi, Alex. We love you a lot. Thank you. Um, I feel loved. We should. Mm. Mm. It's been a good show. Yep. Well, thanks Remember for having I me on. Keep the bills on. No, no. Uh, this is IGN's PlayStation IGN podcast. Keeps the, bills on. the number one. It wasn't the real outro, so I don't have to say the real thing. <laughs> Professional. <laughs> I'm gonna get this Not, mic. I'm nothing's too, changed. I, also, I just no. remember too. I forgot my luberderm. I'm not gonna be able to lube oh, up during the show. Oh, I've been goodness. lubing up a lot during the show lately. Okay. Do you have a dry skin problem? I do. Oh, my skin's just he dry. puts lotion on his, on his skin my, and looks right into the camera. I do. Knuckles get so dry. Yeah, man. I know, cuticles. Right? Yeah. Well, I don't have a problem with the cuticles. Uh, my mostly. cuticles are all fucked. That's nails, right? You're like right above the nail. We're yeah. the number one PlayStation podcast <laughs> on the internet. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. There are nine items on the list. <laughs> Number one, PlayStation 4's extraordinary sales pace has continued. Sony revealed that over 5.3 million consoles have been sold to consumers as of a few days ago, and the console hasn't even launched in Japan yet. The Japanese launch is set for February 22nd. My prediction is uh, 500,000 uh, units sold in Japan in two days. We'll see, we'll, see how that, we'll see how that goes, of course, Ryan Clements. That's good for you. You got a raise because yeah, how much? Of it. How much of a cut of that do you get? Is that how you get to afford all these I don't colored know, shirts? I don't know if that's how it works. <laughs> Please continue. Uh, interestingly, I was just looking at some numbers. Now we often compare the console sales, obviously, between Xbox One and Wii U. Uh, PS4 is outsold Xbox One, uh, obviously, but uh, it seems like PS4 is now in the realm in the region of outselling, having outsold Wii U in about ninety days on the market. Mm-hmm. Um, which is interesting. So we'll see how that all kind Does of shakes Does it feel up. like it's been longer than 90 days? Yes. It feels like I've had that PlayStation 4 longer than that. It's been 90 days. And the for people ball in... and chain, I call it. The old ball Do you yet? call it that? Nah, I love it. You have been grave. Yeah. Got to turn it the old <laughs> it ball It is a grave. <laughs> uh, 
Another interesting fact, uh, I was reading, uh, someone linked me to a, a thread on NeoGAF, the, the gaming forum, I heard uh, of where people, uh, where one guy was putting uh, comparative numbers for PlayStation consoles, and PS4 is outselling all of the PlayStation consoles, uh, to life to date, sure. including PS2. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's pretty big. That's really Then big. again, three months in, PS2 was only available in Japan. Number three, or not number two. I'm getting ahead of myself. Oof. Careful. It's all coming off. You're, the, st- you're just so eager to have me back. <sighs> let's, let's all calm down. Okay. I'm nervous. I got all this nervous energy. Beyond. <laughs> okay. Number two. You nervous? Well, no. I'm just. I'm just happy. Just happy to be back. Also, I have to watch what I say. Yeah. Yeah. yeah let all those beautiful secrets tumble out of your skull. <laughs> <laughs> they, they tell me nothing. <laughs> Number two. PlayStation Four was the best-selling console in North America in January and sold nearly double the units that Xbox One did. Unfortunately, Sony didn't get too granular with its statistics, nor did it reveal how PS3 and Vita sold, though Vita sales in particular are reported to be incredibly soft. Mm. Uh, maybe people are waiting for that PS Vita Slim, but more likely they don't know that the PS Vita exists at all. Clements can't, can't laugh at these jokes anymore. Graham writes into beyond at IGN.com. He gave a long letter, as most people do, even though I tell them not to. Uh, Are they still doing that? Yeah, I know, right? Oh. You can even see, I started doing, like, redacting on these things, because there was, like, so many things. <laughs> government, government. So much nonsense information. Oh, goodness. Like, Josh, when we get to your question, I cut out an entire paragraph. <laughs> Just, you want to know how Danganronpa is. It's easy enough to have. Anyways. Danganronpa. Danganronpa. Graham wrote in. He's a dad. He didn't have a PSP. He didn't really see the need, but he's thinking about jumping on the Vita boat now because his dad has all this like time to kill while the baby's working on uranium. I don't know what babies do. Wait, what? Yeah. Working on uranium? What a baby. How do you keep a baby entertained? You put it in a nuclear nuclear reactor. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just, I envision like a little baby miner. Yeah. Like mining uranium. Pretty much. With a pickaxe. I thought maybe in like one, in like, you know, the lab coat. Oh, And like vials and stuff. That's cute. Graham says, I am am concerned that too few people are buying into the console and that it may die out soon. Do you think that remote play can save the Vita or do you think it will slowly fade away due to lack of interest slash support? What do you think, Colin? I don't know. It's getting tough. You know? Yeah. Vita's not so... I mean, uh, from what I heard about how Vita sold, it's bad in, in the West. Um, but it's doing well in Japan. Doing very well in Japan. Um, and I hope it doesn't die. I don't think it will I, because the I, attach rate on the console is so high. People are buying games. And from what I've been hearing, especially from fall, smaller publishers and developers that talk to me, so their games sell very well. And they make yeah. a lot of money on Vita. So... Uh, there's there's people that want to play it, want to buy it, want to you know buy the games and stuff like that. They just need to propagate more. I think P- PS4's you know being the Vita salvation uh, remains to be seen. The thing with Graham here is that he's not telling us what kind of games he likes, and I think that's what this all comes down to. I do not mm. think the Vita is in any danger of fading away. It's with us the next six, five years, five six years, right? Of whatever they do with it and whatever they put out with it. But I don't know if you're ever going to get another Assassin's Creed or a, a Madden quality you know one to one comparison that connects and does all this stuff. But, like, I, I was doing this this weekend where it's like, I'm in the point now with the Vita is that there's too many games at the moment I want to play on it, right? Like, I got, oh, yeah. the, I got that Wise that you tell me so no, much. Yeah, that's the really wise? good. Yeah. I like the Wise. Oh, the Wise. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> I missed you guys. So I'm, still, I'm still trying to platinum Persona this year, so I'm <laughs> chipping away at that every time. Oh, are you working on yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I have a pizza bet. I have a pe- yeah, we have a pizza bet with uh, Goldfarb. Are you using the Bet Tracker app from Mitchell Morgan? Yeah. M Dog? M Dog? Of course not. Oh. It's no fun if I actually remember the bet. <laughs> if you remember the, the bet. is, I don't know how we do the bet anymore because the bet was that I have all year to platinum it, right? Okay. If I platinum it, me, Goldfarb, and Christine have a pizza party, and we're the Persona oh. Platinum Club. Yeah. If I don't Wait, platinum who, it... Do they both have platinum? They do. Wow. If I don't platinum it, they get to eat a pizza in front of me, while I don't get to eat anything. Okay. <laughs> Wait, can you not have dinner that night? No, What's no dinner oh. for me. Well, I, I, I mean, that, there was no... Maybe real, have a sandwich Maybe a yogurt 
a yogurt. <laughs> not as satisfying as a okay. pot cheese pizza. Uh, well, of course. But now with Goldfar moving away, I don't know what we do about that. Can't believe it. Do you Twitter. feel? Do you feel his his the void already? I think it's. I think. Well, hold on. Is it on here? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm news jumping ahead. Of, do you have the rational stuff mm-hmm. in here? Okay. Then. You want to ruin that like you ruin all the other news? Pretty much. Like I like having a conversational podcast. You like having a rigid <laughs> thing and get all passive aggressive when I talk about news story. But yeah, today was a weird day, right? The the studio Goldfarb loves above all else. The franchise that he loves above all else closes. This is like we're not going to beat what you want anymore. And Goldfarb's still probably asleep, not even awake yet. Doesn't even know. He's probably awake. Drunk? No. I would not imagine. at this time. If if I if it was still a, drunk from last if, night. If I was an unemployed Tuesday kid, <laughs> drunk. Mm. Mm. So yeah, uh, I don't think the beat is going anywhere. I think that it might not have the kind of games you want, but like you're talking about, there's all these. It's still selling well in Japan, so there's a lot of games that are Japanese influenced on it's it. It's selling very well in Japan. It, last year, it was the only hardware in Japan that was up year over year. The only one. There's an interesting factoid for you. Moving on. Little, little tidbit. Number three. Still getting the house by the 3DS though. Yeah. Number three. Got PS4s. It's got something. It's got Zelda. That was pretty good. Number three. The Donkey Kong. It's got the Donkey Kong. I don't. I might not have the Donkey Kong. I don't know. No, there's yeah, there's a Donkey King. There's a Donkey I will, King. I will say in regards to the Vita, it is uh, there have been several amazing games that have come out for it recently that like just totally take me by surprise. Like, are we getting to Dan- Danganronpa? We sure can. Josh Wright says I was just wondering if Colin could give quick thoughts on Danganronpa for the Vita. <laughs> I personally am hooked on it as I think it's a great mixture of Phoenix Wright and Virtue's Last Reward with a dash of Persona mixed in. Colin. You've been playing Danganronpa for a while. For like three months. You're yeah. ju- I, you've been talking in you know hypotheticals about how you enjoyed it. Yeah. It came out last week. You're still working on your review, correct? Yeah, I got a review. I'll review it this week. I'm I'm like 75% through the game now. That's a, that's a hefty uh, game. It's just I had it in December, and I just have not had time to really play it. A lot of Vita games. Um, there's, a lot, there's just a lot of games. Yeah, it's just hard to get through them all. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Yeah. It's really, really good. Yeah, um, awesome. there's some issues with it, I think, but I I like the I even like the you know the English voice acting and and the characters and uh, is there a Japanese language track on that one? Apparently there it? is, but I oh, haven't okay. I haven't even tried it yet. Okay, I don't know it. that for sure. You're I was happy re- with the English stuff? Yeah, I was reading. I never changed it. I I prefer the English voice acting. Mm-hmm. I do that with the Here we go. Scenes, so the old <laughs> the old Ryan V Ryan <laughs> fights breaking out. <laughs> yeah. but, I have a sword. knuckles. <laughs> so it's always one of the things I check. I'm like, is it an option to do this? I guess so. I don't know. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll look. But uh, I've enjoyed the game thoroughly. Have, how, have you enjoyed it as well? I haven't, I haven't even touched it yet. Really? But it I, I'm, like bringing, I'm also bringing it up because at the uh, I think Vince was at the uh, NIS America event recently. Is everything okay, Greg? Everything's great. Okay. I just um, turned the camera thing. Oh, so, so we can, can see, see it what's happening. Because if I don't see it, something could go wrong. Um, so no, I was just going to say Vince was at the NIS America mm. event, and they already announced. I mean, it, it must have had uh, a good success because they've already announced a sequel to it, which is set on a tropical island uh, environment, which is pretty amazing. Monokuma Dang is awesome. and Rompin, tropical freeze. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> Mon- Monokuma is an awesome character. I, I I love how the game's actually really dark, and mm. uh, well, but, yeah. but also you know for people that don't know what it's about, it's about. Uh, Trigger Happy Havoc specifically is about kids that go to a high school and they're all the best at something. The like ultimate. The, the ultimate. The right? ultimate fashionista. Yeah, the ultimate baseball player, the ultimate, you know, dete- you know, or the ultimate computer scientist, like all this with the ultimate fanfic author is one of them. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Oh, I love it. And uh they're all and they all go to the school, but they end up trapped at the school, and the only way to get out is to murder one of their classmates without being caught. Um so, so there's these dark premise right off the bat. Yeah. Right. So it's like half the game or really 75% of the game is like exploring the schools and stuff then you like and you talk to everyone, you meet everyone, you know mm-hmm. everyone. But then you discover a body and then you investigate the crime and then you go to trial and the, you have to prove who did it. 
Okay. And it's like really, really good. Like I, awesome. I, I really like it a lot. It's, I, I, it's one, I know, right? <laughs> like, I'm going to download it, but it's just like, ugh. when just, am I going to play it? You know what I mean? I'm sick of doing this thing where on the Vita, I'm cherry picking, where I'm like, 20 minutes of this game, 20 minutes mm-hmm. of this game, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. I need to commit, Colin. Yeah, commit to I'm, uh, commit to Danganronpa. Uh, I think it's, I think it's really, really good. And I, and I agree. Like the the fact that NIS greenlit the sequel before the game even really came out is is a great sign that they were seeing strong pre-order numbers apparently it's yeah, impossible it. to find at retail mm. because they've sold through all of their retail copies they probably only printed 20 or 30 thousand but mm. you know obviously digital sales are strong half of the people that buy games on you know or half the games sold on psn uh, or uh or vdr psn games so you know we'll see how it goes okay. uh but yeah, go, very, very good i recommend it the review will go up this week i promise and i'm right sorry that i'm late order. on that Full play right po- now. Don't apologize. Would you, you would have, you rather have, your have busy the order? Life. Or would you rather, uh, preview? Where would you rather have a Danganronpa Vita? Uh, well, the preview. order preview finally proved you're an Xbot. So right, I think that's, that's what, what everyone's telling me on Twitter today. Yeah. It's a, quite the conspiracy. I, fi- I favorited. I favorited your tweet. About... Uh, oh, thanks about my, the national debt. <laughs> it's just like it's just like why bring everybody up to speed. Not everybody reads the site. Right, and yeah. keeps so up let's to, just talk about the order. All right, sounds good. I saw comments last week, by the way. Yeah, were at the order event. Oh, so this means nothing to you? No. Not at all. What? And then he, he invited me to me. dinner, but I turned him down. That's actually not true. I invited Clements to dinner, but he was going out to dinner with Sony, so we had to go our separate ways. Well, I actually didn't know right up until the last minute. I'm sorry, by the way, I called you like four times I, in a row because we were trying to figure <laughs> it out. I don't know. I'm not wait, wait, hold on. I don't know. Anyway, continue. Uh, so we saw at this a Santa Monica event, we saw a, b- a bunch of games. And we already wrote about MLB 14, the show, which I think is the pre- like really the prettiest PS4 game I've really seen running. Um, beautiful game. Um, and we saw Infamous Second Son, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. fucking looks rad as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have our hands on that soon, hopefully. Um, and then we saw some smaller games. I, oh, that was one Spikes looks awesome. Mercenary oh, yeah. Kings looks awesome. Tower Falls really good. Uh, Helldivers is the, the shit. Love that game. Love, love that game. Everything about yeah. it. I just love how brutal it is. It's totally. I played it. In, by the way, played that in Germany. Did pretty well, but you know how to get back into it. Lasted about thirty seconds the first time I played it in Santa Monica <laughs> with a team of four people. Um, but we saw the order, and I don't know, Coins, how much you can talk about this. I don't want to put you in a corner or anything like that. But mm-hmm. I put him in a corner. Fights like a bad. I will let you know if I can't uh, comment on anything. Uh, but I was I was unimpressed with how the game ran. Now a lot of people are giving me shit about this because the game is seven or eight months out. You know, it's the you know, uh, Ready at Dawn was very clear that this game hasn't been optimized or QA'd. But I was concerned that this was the best they had to show for a game that's been in development for almost four years. You know, that's supposed to come out this year. And people, a lot of people were mad at me about this on Twitter, but I, like, I'm just trying to give you my honest impression. I walked out of there and I was like, you know, it's a third person shooter, it's cover based, it looks like Gears of War. Mm. Uh, it's beautiful, absolutely stunningly beautiful game. Really cool alternate history slant, really cool setting, really cool characters, love all of that. Was just confused that that's the part of the game they showed and that was the state of what they showed. Mm-hmm. You know? You kept bringing up the interesting point of the E3 Last of Us demo. Right, right. right. And that was, the, that was the, you know, when, when we saw The Last of Us at E3 uh, in 2012, when they dropped the controller and walked off the stage at the end, think about the state that that game was in at that time. Now, obviously, the whole game wasn't in that state. They take vertical slices, they QA, and they optimize and make it look really good. This was a year before The Last of Us came out, and that was stunning. And by the way, that wasn't a linear, a linear kind of walkthrough of a game. You could actually play that in different ways, and we did. And we saw it played in different ways. And I think I thought about that over and over again when I was in that room watching the, the, the you know what they, the demo they showed us because I was like, how is this? Like the Last of Us was further out, you know, and the order is in this condition, and this is the best. Mm-hmm. You have to show, and so that was concerning to me. But a lot of people like just read only that part of the preview and not all the other glowing praise I heaped on the game. But that's their prerogative. I'm not going to lie to you. I have to tell you what I, you know, what I saw. Right. So, 
Well, this goes back to what we always talk about, right? And as far as like what objectivity objectivity is in this industry, right? As far as a video game journalist, quote unquote, it's just the fact that you know you're assigned your assignment, your beat is PlayStation. So everyone accuses you of being a PlayStation fanboy. So they can't, you know, the haters can't take your review seriously. So you're critical of a PlayStation game, and now suddenly you know nothing about PlayStation, mm-hmm. and you're a hater. You know what I mean? Not only that, but it, like it's not even concerning. Like I understand people are upset that the game might not be in great shape or disagree with me because a lot of the gameplay is leaking online, and the game looks great. What I saw looked good, but you can even see in the gameplay, at least the game, the, the B-roll we got, that the game's not running well, and. You know, that's not a secret. Like, you know, I didn't walk out of that room and just write this in a, in a vacuum. Two other people from the site were in the room with me and, were, and all had the same thoughts. So well, they're, all, they're all Xbox, too. Right, exactly. You can't trust Vince in Genito. I guess, I guess you know, I'll, I'll give people a little... Is he here today? Yeah, he's, yeah, somewhere. he's, oh, he's okay. here somewhere. Uh, Under I, a desk. Yeah. I'll, I'll, give people <laughs> little, I'll give people a little peek behind things. Like, here know, we go. Uh, behind, you know, behind the curtain, as it were. The Iron like, Curtain. You know, we are privy to and see a lot of games before they come out, right? And yep. some of the games are years out. Some of the games are a few months out. Some of the things we can talk about, some of the things we can't. Some of the things we're just shown because people want to show us. Some of the things we're allowed to write about. I've been doing this for a while, right? Like, I know a thing or two about video games and about, you know, I don't make games, but I know the development cycle and how games come together. And even The Last of Us is a great example of a game that Naughty Dog claims just wasn't in good shape until a month before it came out. So we have to give these studios the benefit of the doubt, right? Yeah. But when I think about seeing some of these, you know, like the E3 demo even of Infamous. I played Infamous at E3, you know? It was awesome. You know, it ran great. It was this big sliver of the city. Now, obviously, the whole game didn't run like that. You know, we've seen game time and time again when we brought The Last of Us up. You know, um, God, I even saw Until Dawn, which no one even knows what that, what the hell that game is right now. That game just disappeared off the map. We saw that running, remember, a couple of years ago when we were at Comic-Con together. And and you, PlayStation erased Ryan's memory. <laughs> I said it just blank slate. And I guess what I'm saying is like <laughs> I you don't know, people are like you're, you're ignorant of development, you're ignorant of the, the status of the game. No, I'm not. I, I'm confused why a studio would put a product forward that isn't optimized to be seen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because that isn't common. And I understand that people don't understand that because they don't get to see what we get to see a lot. But I'm telling you, when Sucker Punch showed Infamous behind closed doors at E3 last year, it was in good shape. You know, right? And it's still not out. You know what I mean? I hear. I, so, like, I, I, guess I get it. I mean, I understand. I mean, like, uh, previews especially are the most true reporting. I think we do as far as pr- reviewers, right? Reviews are totally. This is my experience with the game. This is how I feel about it. There's no, you know, grading scale to give you. There's no like scientific method to reviewing a video game, and that's why scores can vary so much. No. You were probably better at it me. <laughs> but for previews, you're literally standing in for the reader reporting on what you see. And that's why people get so bent out of shape about like, oh, you're just you know, writing a book report. Or, oh, like the, pre- the preview method of telling you exactly what happened in a demo is so trite. Well, it is, but it's also I'm trying to do it for the reader who can't come to E3 or can't come to the Sony event. And can't You know what I mean? They come to this thing. They need to know what's happening. You're trying to give them what your impressions of what you saw or what it was. You're trying to report on what you see. Right, exactly. And I, I don't understand, you know... I have no – my only agenda is to tell you my honest opinion about what I saw. That's it, you know? Yeah. If you want to disagree with it, that's fine. But the fact is you were not in that room, you know? Like, and I understand that some – you know, a lot of other people are writing about it in different ways. And that's fine because everyone's also entitled to have their own opinions and their own um, viewpoint about what they saw. But I know that, you know, the three of us that went from our site all felt the same way about what we saw. And it wasn't that I was underwhelmed or didn't expect, you know, I knew it was a third-person shooter. I knew all those things. Um, you know, this is the third time I've even been with Ready at Dawn to see a, a, their game before, you know, um, E3 and then Gamescom. It's just, 
I was just confused by that. Like, mm-hmm. this is really the first time anyone's seeing it. So you'd think you'd want to optimize it. You'd think you'd want to. And if if it's not optimized and it's not QA'd, that tells me that they can't afford to – and I'm not saying monetarily, but time-wise – cannot afford to take resources away from the game to do that, which means that they're really crunching on this game. And I would not be surprised if this, if this game did not come out this year Yeah, based on what I saw. Now, whether or not that's true or not, whether or not they just don't – you know, some studios are very um, – reluctant to show anything some studios don't care about that kind of thing they want to work on the game they care about the final product and that's it but sony's very savvy and we've not, we worked that for them for a long time and they don't show games until they're ready and so if that was the state of readiness of the order then i had to bring up those questions that's mm-hmm. my duty you know what i mean so that's all i was trying to do um but some people you know you know my job is some people t- someone tweeted us something very very don't startling to me sorry okay. someone tweeted something very startling to you and me which is like you it, why is there a PlayStation team in IGN? You guys don't have the balls to stand up for Sony. And that was, like, really concerning to me because that's not my job. You know? Yeah. My job is to tell you the truth, not to stand up for Sony. I don't work for them. That's and another, I don't care. But, I mean, like, like that's like, not the people we're talking to on Beyond, right? The people on Beyond get it, I think. They understand what our roles are and what a PlayStation team is. It's the haters who don't read or consume the site, right, on a regular basis, I think, that don't understand what the teams were, which don't exist anymore, obviously. PlayStation's your beat. But... Yeah, you're, you're, you're paid to write about PlayStation, to have these con- connections, to know things, to ha- have sources. But it's not that you're paid to uh, wave the PlayStation flag. No, in fact... We, uh, we do a lot, usually, yeah. because we PlayStation makes a lot of good stuff. Like, dang it, rampant. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I love how you say that. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's a, a Spike Chunsoft game. But I, wanna, I know, uh, but I know. I want to just bring up one last thing, because we talked about it a little bit. With A lot of people were mad, not necessarily at us, but just generally about Aliens, Colonial Marines, right? Mm-hmm. About how the previews didn't capture necessarily the essence of what the game actually was. Now, I never wrote a preview for Aliens, but I did go to a preview event for that game, and the game looked actually really awesome when yeah. I saw it. So these things are tricky sometimes, right? And it goes both ways. The order might be in bad shape because they just don't have the time, but the, the final product might be great. And Ready at Dawn's is fi- a fantastic studio. Mm-hmm. It's totally. a great pedigree and a really nice idea for a game, and I really am excited about it. But these people were very upset that previews weren't candid enough for them and that they wanted more, you know, less neutrality, less of an agnostic point of view in the preview and to say, like, we have a real opinion about what we're seeing right now. And we used to give people, I think, you know, generally in the industry and at IGN, the more the benefit of the doubt, we have to be neutral. We don't quite know what the final product is going to be. But there's still six months till release, and I bet they'll be able to pull it together. Right, exactly. Like, say that kind of crap. But, like, that's day. useless, right? That's useless to me. That's useless to the reader. That's useless to my bosses. That's useless to the developer. That's useless to everybody. I got to call it the way I see it, and we really feel very yeah. passionately about that. So I was just really surprised about some of the comments I was getting when – Everyone felt so burned by previews because of that, because of yeah. Aliens, Colonial Marines. And now previews really, you know, just trying to tell you what I saw. Yeah. And I hope that when we see the game at E3, that it's really cleaned up. So that's Zachary just what writes I in say. about something like this. He says, ever since your review of Beyond Two Souls, I've had a question nagging at me. After reading his column piece on the Order 1886, it reminded me of the question. Do you guys ever feel that your view of a game changes due to the fact that you're gaming journalists? Do you get overhyped sometimes for games because of a demo that you see or talking to the developers? Whereas if you were just an average gamer, your views on games may be a little more open. I actually went the other way. Like I, I'm more in line with what you're saying. I remember in God, Justice Gods Among Us, we, when they revealed that at the uh, pre-E3 judges thing, me and a whole there was three other IGN editors were there, and we were like, what the fuck is this? Like, you know what I mean? Like, Superman's punching Batman and not killing him, but there's no fatality. It was like, this is stupid. This sounds dumb. And we wrote a preview that was basically scratching our heads, right? None of us were fighting games fans, so we couldn't sit there and talk to the mechanics of that. But it was like, you know, why would I back up to a car and use a car when there's a car right there? I would know that's a trap. Don't go there. And similar when I saw Batman Arkham Asylum for the first time. 
Rocksteady came in. Nobody had no, knew who they were. This is the first time we're seeing the game, and there's been so many bad Batman games that I was burned so many times that I'm watching this d- completely disjointed demo that went from sneaking around in the shadows to being a button mashing, like that I couldn't play. They weren't letting us play it. Button mashing, one button to reverse thing. And we left that room, and Gaius was like, that movie's, that looked really good. That game looks really good. I'm like, I don't know what the hell I just saw. Like, I'm not going to go out on a limb and say that game looks great. You know what I mean? Like, there's plenty of times of it going both ways, I think, where you're like, we are like, Oh man, I can't wait to see. You know, Game X looks awesome. Then we get Game X where you're like, oh man, just that part was awesome. They never fixed this, this, or the other. And then right. there's other things where you're like, that game looks like crap. And then it's like, oh no, that game's actually really good. And I, I don't think he's asking if there's, there's a, our opinions are different because of us, you know, somebody on the inside of the industry versus an average Joe. I think the only way our, our opinions, no offense, should be more informed, right? It's our job that I, every day for eight hours, this is what you're doing, let alone when you go home and troll gaff or whatever trying to find out more stuff yeah i think you know you know I, I i'm in agreement with you in the sense that i don't really get hyped about anything i mean like I, I honestly the last game i was like like running around excited about was Mega Man 10 i mean that was like the last game you I were just running in a circle i was like i was like, so <laughs> i was so excited about that game right but like i get excited I, I i love games and i get excited about games but i don't get caught up in the hype i actually think our coverage of beyond two souls vindicated us because we were saying for a long time that that game wasn't good. Yeah, that we all had problems with it. You know? And it wasn't. So, like, there's, like, there's evidence, you know, like, where... And I'm looking at Ryan. I know he can't say anything about these things. But, you know, like, they... I still like when you look at me, though. Yeah, well, I'll, look, I'll <laughs> continue to do that, then. You know, so, like, it's just... We have to just call like we see it. I feel a great bond and a great, you know... Uh, you know, I feel like I'm, I, I owe it to the readers to... Be as honest and forthright about everything as I possibly can, whether it's a review or a preview or a news article or a, f- a feature or an editorial, whatever it might be. Y- you guys are the only ones I owe anything to, you know? And there's no agenda. Like, th- like what could my agenda possibly be to, to tear the order down? It doesn't even make any sense, you know? Like, that doesn't even make any sense. You so, never liked God of War, so now you're taking it out of them. Right. That's, exa- that's exactly right. Um, so, like, I hope, you know, like, I, I always say and I always feel that when I when I give a, a game a, a bad preview or a kind of a mediocre preview or a tepid preview, I always hope I'm wrong because I want every game to be good, you know? And with The Order, I really hope I'm wrong, you know? I hope that that game doesn't only come out this year but that it fucking murders, you know? Because I want to be excited about that. I want to play it. I, I want to see more. Um, but we just got to call it like we see it. And much like with Beyond Two Souls where we were really confused about that game and preview coverage and really didn't understand it, well, it turned out to be... Parlayed into souls. the final product, <laughs> and so you know we'll, we'll see how we'll see how that goes. But I was, I was just a little concerned about that because I'm just trying to be honest. I'm not trying to, you know. And I, I was, I'm, I want us to all be on the same page as far as our readers and the writers and the editors and everyone that we're kind of all in it together. We're trying to serve you. We're not trying to feed you anything. Yeah, I think the majority of kids get. That. Yeah, yeah. I hope the microphone that. can't pick up my stomach growling because I am so. I don't know how I got this hungry. Where, we, where are we going to go eat? Need, it's the beyond. It's the Roper Report. Makes you hungry. I know it does. Wait, what number are we on? Number three. <laughs> this, this podcast. Sorry, I'm sorry. You can't. Three can, hours. Do you long. have any opinion on the order? Can you talk to me? You saw it. I did. I actually didn't because Sid, oh, really? Sid was in that demo. I oh, okay. was in the uh, the like indie area mm. playing those games. Oh, okay. Okay. I mean, I have a lot of faith in Ready at Dawn, as you said. They're an amazing developer. They did amazing work with uh, with God of War. So yeah. Calliope. <laughs> Why have you forsaken me? Number three. Your son has Do you remember when I was so just over the moon about the – when I was on YouTube and I saw the Spanish um, language version of God of War? Yeah. I never forgot that. That was so fun. <laughs> I love it so bad. It's good stuff. Gaia.
<laughs> Hola, Kratos. That's not, that's not what it was, but that's how I remember That'd it. That'd be awesome if that's what it was. Number three. PS4's new firmware is now live. Update 1.61 is a mandatory update and improves DVD playback quality, adds more headset support, allows muting of the PlayStation camera's mic, and improves software stability. As always. Yeah. I love that. Improves software stability. Okay. Good. Number four. Square Enix has revealed that Final Fantasy XV is, quote, quite far into development, end quote, and has been given a, quote, very high priority within the company, end quote. It is being developed alongside Kingdom Hearts 3. Neither game has a release date, window, or even a year as of yet. Where were the quotes from? Do you know? Uh, an interview. Mm. Yeah. Entertainment, right. <laughs> <laughs> Entertainment Weekly. <laughs> Entertainment, yeah. Uh, I hope Final Fantasy XV is quite far into development since it's been technically in development for like eight years. Did you play the most recent one? The Final Fantasy that just came out the other day? 13, oh, Lightning Returns? Whatever, yeah. I played Lightning Returns before it came out. I yeah. have not played, like, the final game. You still into those games? I've, I've been playing other games, I'll say. Hmm. I don't like that one bit. Oh, you don't like it? No. Why not? Don't you like the intrigue? Other games you, you can't tell us about is what that sounds like. Oh, no, no. Just uh, yeah. I've, been, I've been playing a lot of Hearthstone. Oh! The, the WoW card People game. talk about that all the time. It's really good. Can I play it on the iPad? Uh, I don't believe so. Can I play I on the Vita? You can play on. You can play on PC. Oh, oh. <laughs> um, I, I, I just I have a, as a kind of long time Magic the Gathering fan. Sure. I, yeah, yeah. I re- have been really enjoying. Yeah, it. Yeah, a lot of people in the office are super into it. Yeah. You must be excited about Monster Mon Piece on PlayStation Vita. Then that's a card. That's a card game. <laughs> okay. That is. Is that the one where you rub off the clothes? I don't, I don't yeah. think I know yeah. it. It's a somewhat inappropriate game. I can show you videos of it later. Please do. It's a idea. It's <laughs> yes. an idea factory card game, ah. but with like really scantily clad girls, and you like rub the screen to like take their clothes off. It's really mm. ridiculous. I don't even understand why it exists. Number five. Number five. Okay, we're making progress. Fame developer Rational Games, the studio behind the Bioshock series, is essentially no more. And a letter penned by studio founder Ken Levine, all but 15 employees have been laid off as the studio refocuses on smaller narrative-driven games available at digital only. Whether the company he will lead for Take-Two will keep the Irrational name or not is unclear. Um, our very best goes out to everyone that effect- is affected by this news. Very sad news. Uh, very talented studio. Um, and how, uh, how do you feel about it? What do you th- I mean, like, it, it's been talk of the town today. On Twitter, in the news, in the article, in the comments, all that stuff. Everybody's got something to say about it. It's not surprising because Bioshock Infinite took so long to come out. It sold well, but probably not well enough to justify how much money they spent on making that game. It took yeah. them years. Um, years and years to make that game. Um, with that said, I'm surprised that they weren't given another shot to do something else. Or maybe they didn't want another shot. Maybe Ken Levine just doesn't want to do that anymore. But Bioshock seems to have some cachet with people, and so I would like to see more in that universe. And I assume, based on what has been said, that Bioshock will continue with another studio. Um, kind so, of like Bioshock 2. Right, exactly. So I'm not, I'm not surprised by the fact that it happened because of the financial ramifications of making a game like that and making a game that long and stuff like that. But it still sucks because they're very talented. That's a very talented group of people, and now yeah. they're split up. Um, and uh, I'm sad about that, but I, I assume all these people will land very quickly at other places. Yeah, that was. The, I mean, that's. I know this is again. You were talking about like being outsiders, or right, or maybe not understanding development or whatever. That is a different side of our business that we aren't involved in. But like we we talk about this kind of stuff all the time, right? You know, a game is coming out, it's happening. It's, they ramp up their staff, and then they you know cleave it down to like what it needs to be for pre production on the next game. So. It's not super – I didn't find it, like, crazy today that they let all these people go, right? Because like, if you're not working on the next project, I understand what are you going to do, you know what I mean? Let alone the fact that now you actually want to change your vision to be this downloadable game thing. You want to make smaller narrative experiences. I don't think that, yeah, these people have problems. It seems how, like, already today there's a million things up there. But it also seems that that's just the 
transient nature now of the job of making video games, right? Yeah, that you're on a team, it gets late. I mean, how many people do you know, with the exception of David Ballard, who are at like a company forever, right? Like, I mean, it's people come and go and do a million different things. It's sad in the sense that I don't know if you guys agree, but I was actually more surprised that Rational didn't have another game in the pipe. You know, like mm-hmm. because Bioshock Infinite came out almost a year ago, so. The fact the that DLC, they, bro. Yeah, I know they're working on the DLC and stuff, but the fact of the matter is that they like kept that entire staff together for a year yeah. almost after that game came out with nothing. You know, like not everyone can be working on that DLC, so that's actually what surprised me the most. Was I mean, barely. Let's see. There's two parts to it, and the first part was fairly hefty. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like I don't. I'm not again. I'm not on that side of the industry, but I mean, it was you know moving around, especially the second part that's still coming up where you play as Elizabeth. That's completely reinventing your mechanics. I'm sure there's some stuff to do. Sure, but I I wonder you know based on the small team that made something like Left Behind for The Last of Us, uh, it can't take all of the resources sure. that it made. Sure. It took to make you know they have the assets they have. So like I, I guess what I'm saying is like, I'd be in, there's more to this story I think in terms of like maybe they were going to do something else. Maybe there's something well, you know maybe no word on what's happening in that Bioshock Vita game. That what awesome. you've been playing. No. <laughs> Number six, Yoshinori Katase, the director of Final Fantasy VII. Katase-san. Admitted that he, quote, would love to, end quote, remake or HDI's the classic game, but noted that it would be very difficult, much more difficult than people think. Quote, you must believe me when I say it would take a lot to happen, end quote. He said in part, noting that there would be both budget and staff issues. He also says his personal motivation to do it is a major factor, uh, but he doesn't rule out the possibility of it happening. Mm. I guess they don't like money. I hate it. <laughs> Number seven. Kingdom Come Deliverance is officially coming to PlayStation 4 as well as Xbox One. The medieval RPG, which was kickstarted, was originally announced and confirmed for PC, but will now be making the jump to console. That game looks really cool. I can't stand that they call it Kingdom Come. Because every time I see it go down the IGN blog I think somebody's making a Kingdom Come video game from the DC Comics. But it ain't. You're probably the only Some one that thinks that. Gosh though. darn nerd, Dungeon and Dragon. I don't, I don't know that there's a like DC Comics? <laughs> yeah, it was in the Alex Ross miniseries. The one that's painted. The one oh, about, oh. like, you know, Superman comes back. Oh, okay. Been gone. But it's, it's, the, it's a Superman comic. Well, it's a Justice League thing. Everybody's oh, okay. involved. Justice League. Yeah. Okay. Altano's had my absolute version for years. You can take it from him today. <laughs> I demand you read does it. Does he just have it at his yeah, desk? Yeah, of course he does. Oh, all right. Stupid well, idiot. Oh, come on now. It's true. You guys love each other. I know. More than we should. Mm. That's how it works at IGN. <laughs> you love everybody more mm. than you should. You know, you, I just had a quick flashback. I'm sorry. Mm. I'm no, going to derail us real quick. Do you remember when we were at the Subway event for, I think, Uncharted, yes. and you, like, passed the sandwich between us? Yeah, we took, like, I still laugh at that. I, I think forget. of that. I think of Collins. <laughs> with, was it – wait. I had, like – Was it Cheryl's you, yeah, like sunglasses? Some, yeah, I thought it was, like, Jen Howitz yeah. or somebody yeah, I mean, like yeah, that. Oh, it was, like, oh, some, oh, it was thought, like, some woman's sunglasses. I don't okay. know where we got them. Yeah, it was probably Jen's or, or Alyssa's or something. Why would she be there, though? She was there, wasn't she? No. I don't think so. Really? Yeah. I could have sworn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to. You guys remember this thing? I remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> also, I don't know who was there, Cheryl where we was were. The sandwich artist of the day. <laughs> no, there's, I remember that. That was awesome. There for that, it was Uncharted. We were gonna go play the Uncharted beta thing there, mm-hmm. or whatever, right? Yeah. We did, we did a and conversation then, <laughs> there, and we had to do 17 takes of me shoving a sandwich, <laughs> sandwich in face. in between our faces. Yes. Those were the days. Tasty. We didn't have to do that, but we did. Yeah. yeah. Well, we wanted to deliver nonsense. As we often deliver a five dollar foot long, right to my face, to my face. urinal sandwich. Number eight. Yeah, hey, put teriyaki sauce on it. I hope that's okay. <laughs> what you want on your sandwich? I still remember uh, <laughs> David Clayman telling the story about how he was. He asked the guy like if they had any gluten free option, and he's like, "All these meats are gluten free." And, and Clayman's like, "Great, thanks. That's. I'll just take the pile. Can of I have meat a then. pound of roast beef? <laughs> <laughs> Don't slice it." <laughs> Number eight. 
PS3 is getting a couple of new RPGs. NIS has revealed that it'll be bringing two Japanese titles, Fairy Fencer F and Battle Princess of Arcadius, to the West, exclusively on PlayStation 3. Fairy Fencer F is a turn-based RPG. That game looks really good, actually. Uh, Battle Princess of Arcadius is a somewhat rough-looking, side-scrolling RPG. Mm. Um, I think Battle Princess of Arcadius didn't do very well, actually, in Japan. Mm. I think Fairy Fencer F did. So we'll see. We'll see how that all goes. Okay. It's really it's cool to see a developer and, and publisher like NAS supporting PlayStation, but also I just love going to their events because they are such a small. I, I said they're a small and spunky team in my write up, and I think that's like a pretty apt description. Did I say something wrong? Yeah, okay. you're getting in trouble now. Oh yeah, did I? No, this oh. is nothing to do. With that. <laughs> um, so yeah, but I was uh, I was at that event with Vince, and it was just it was cool. They huh. they so cater to that very specific type of gamer, and I really I Good appreciate for them. them for that. Yeah, they're yeah. awesome. Yeah, and we were at home like I had known about these game announcements. For for a while uh, beforehand, and they gave me all the information in the embargo oh time. My. And so I was just, I was so excited, especially for Danganronpa 2, because I was so excited that people were finally, like, there was a lot of hype for that game. Um, you know, contextually for a Vita game. Um, and so like three people were like, yeah. Danganronpa's! I bet you, uh, Danganronpa's. <laughs> that's how they say it, not me. Sure. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. The, Number three, th- the three people? But they Witch in 100 Night, by the way, comes out soon. That game looks really good. We mm-hmm. have a build of it. Um, and I'm really excited about that. Uh, and uh, hopefully they have more coming up soon. They, they alluded to a PS4 game. That is a fun premise, by the way. I didn't actually know what the premise of Witch in the 100 Night were until I recently I did the write-up for the PlayStation blog. And so I was just kind of doing a quick recap. It's, like, hilarious. It's like these witches are having this, like, feud. And it's it sounds super... Uh, the word for when it's over silly things like it's, it's trivial yeah. it's like it's a trivial feud but that's the entire game takes place around that and i you thought could that was say really fun it's a trivial pursuit get out of here <laughs> <laughs> uh, demon gaze comes out soon too and i think that that game looks really really good too are you but you um you're a fan of old school first person dungeon crawlers right yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to be first person but i i like i like yeah like shadowgate style kind yeah. of stuff is is obviously good but I don't think uh, those kind of games ever clicked with. I don't know what it is. Maybe I just I love seeing the characters that you're playing. But I play first person shooters, so I don't know. Why. I'm with you. It's like when, so I, logic, don't know what you're when I did Skyrim. <laughs> when I did Skyrim, I played it in third person. Oh, did Even you? It, okay. looks cl- it looks clunkier, but it's like I want to see that character. That's you want to see that sweet armor. See that sweet that Khajiit armor. That Taylor that you Swift got? armor I was rocking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was she Taylor Swift in that too? Of course. Was it a human? Or yeah, did, oh yeah. Okay. I, I'm never going to be one of these lizard people. So, okay, so in a fantasy game, do yeah. you ever play as a race outside of, like, whatever the human option would be? Incredibly rarely. And okay. if I do, they usually look like humans. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to try and make this as human-looking as possible. Much, yeah. Why is that? I guy? was thinking... Because humans are cool. <laughs> no, these damn it, horse people. Wasn't it here... Didn't we do it with Mass Effect? Not that you can make a, a non-human character in that game, but didn't we make the characters, like, so ugly... Didn't what, what, think, when didn't we do that in a video or something like that where like the character is just horrific looking and I like think, serious scenes? That's what Hillary did yeah. for all his reviews. <laughs> serious. I think, he, I think it was Pinky Shepherd or something yeah, like so that. Like yeah, serious yeah, yeah. scenes. No. Or like no, 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 not at all. Because he, I remember it was Queenie Shepherd. Queenie Shepherd. And it was this beautiful black woman. Okay. And that like that was his. He was so proud of it. What am so I thinking of? Because I'm just thinking of like. It was not an ugly character. What if character. I'm a full-blown racist and we're thinking of this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm just thinking of, like, the dramatic carapan and the music, like, talking to the, you know, about the collectors or something. Did, just, did just Nate do it? Up. Yeah, it was, it was Nate, Nate for his, his guide or whatever. <laughs> no, but because Nate had the character that looked like, like him. Nate, and but that's I what do the... remember this. I do remember that somebody had a hideous I, I, I know what you're talking about. Though. I remember my character when I was doing the guide for Mass Effect and Mass Effect 2 was uh, unintentionally looked like Nate. 
Do you guys remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I made a character that looked like Nate, but I didn't mean to. <laughs> it's weird. Number nine. Vita is also getting some new games. NIS has confirmed that it will be localizing Danganronpa 2, Goodbye Despair, and Disgaea 4's Vita port for Western release in 2014. Additionally, Mousecraft, the game that fuses Tetris and Lemmings, and Risk yes. of Rain, a roguelike platformer, have also been confirmed for Vita. Um, I'm a huge Risk of Rain fan, by the way. Are you? Yes. I, I love Risk I, I wasn't just joking. No, I, no. I am a huge Risk of Rain fan. I love that team. It's such a cool success story. Because it was, I think, I'm pretty sure... That it was about two guys that did that game. One, like, on art and, you know, and the other on coding and design and stuff. And it's just, it's really fun. Who so. is tightening up the graphics? What's that? Tighten up the graphics on level three. I, I don't know. I don't really understand the question. Like, who, <laughs> Sorry, who of the two of them? <laughs> <laughs> I just love that. What is, is that from, like, Grandma's Boy or something? Or what something is stupid like that. It was some... Where they're like, tighten up the graphics. I thought it was, like, so. a video of, like, how to get into games or squeaky, something. Squeaky, squeaky. Um, Clements. Yes, hello. You know... I'm gonna download that Dangan Rampant tonight, but I'm more excited <laughs> for Dangan Rampant too. Okay, so if despair. I wanted to know though Great what came subtitle. out this week, where would I go? You could go to the official list of upcoming software for. Is it all three? All three PlayStation platforms by the IGN you know saying. You don't even know. Where I like how you put up. it in official. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not officially representing it. That doesn't matter. Now here's a question: We need. Oh, and then you have to do your song. Do, 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 do. There you go. I still do that for you. Thank you. Here's here's we haven't talked about this yet, Colin. So I'm dropping a megaton on you. Whoa. Comments. I'd like your counsel. Okay. Okay. I hope I can help. It's like you're Tusk, and I'm the president, and you're the vice president. <laughs> In what? I'm Tusk. Yeah. Is that House of Cards? House of Cards reference. Oh, okay. Tusk, not for everybody. I've only seen one episode. God, it's so good. I finished I know, it last I've night. Heard. I finished last Don't night. Season two it. last Don't night. Let's just say assassination is on the menu. Assassination. <laughs> <laughs> It'll make sense when you get to the end. It's oh. <laughs> The fuck does that mean? <laughs> Since we took control of the show, yeah. when someone leaves the show... Assuming control. Harbinger assuming control. <laughs> we name a segment after him. Right. right we got Ryan's wrap-up. We got the Roper mm. Report. Mm. People are asking for a Goldfarb segment. Should we n- rename the official list to be a Goldfarb segment? The Goldfarb's- Andrew Goldfarb Memorial list of PlayStation <laughs> software? <laughs> What is it again? The Andrew Goldfarb uh-huh. Memorial list of upcoming PlayStation software on all three platforms by the IGN. Editors. Okay, okay, I'll write that down later. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Do like taps. <laughs> it's the back. <laughs> all right. On PlayStation Three, Earth Defense Force 2025. I, I copied all of this from Ryan's. Uh, oh, yeah. the, the drop. drop. The that, drop that posted drop. every Sunday on PlayStation Blog. This all started with Zombie Blognet giving us the update ahead of time. <laughs> then we got way behind it. I don't even know what the hell happens anymore. Uh, I still got a Google document. You got them Googles? Yeah, sure do. Forest Legends, The Call of Love, which I think that sounds awesome. might be a, like a hidden object game. Wasn't that last week? This is from the list that you put up. I don't know. It was? I oh. couldn't have possibly Clemens made this just up. keeps putting Forest Love in there to see if anybody <laughs> every, notices. Every week. <laughs> and Strider. Oh, I think you're right. Strider. Yeah, maybe it was this week. Uh, it's pl- just for some reason I'm thinking it was last week. But anyway, continue. Well, you're wrong. Uh, might be. PlayStation Boy. Strider. PlayStation 4. Rayman Legends is available retail and digitally. Uh, and Strider is also available on PS4. I'm going to be playing the shit out of that, by the way. I played uh, about an hour of it. No, Strider. Strider. I, <laughs> stop. <laughs> I'm saying it like Sliders. I, Remember the show Sliders yes. with Jerry O'Connell? Yes. Hell of a show. Uh, I played about an hour of an early build of Strider, and I really liked it. It's very, very fast. Very fast. It is what is fast. it? Explain it to people. 
Strider is a remake or a reimagining of the old side-scrolling ninja action game from the NES era. Uh, it's a Metroidvania-style hack-and-slash uh, game with collectibles Platform and bosses, or... and it's very, very good. Yeah, it's 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 somewhat linear, but like there's stages, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the because you're, you're in Kazakh City, that's like the setting. It's this sort of uh, dystopian, snowy, like Eastern European city, and you're sent in to assassinate the Grand Master Mayo. The leader, basically oh, the leader of the world. Mayo, you love it. And, uh, <laughs> I don't and, want to play uh, that And so the the map, kind of in in similar style to Metroidvania games, it opens up as you go. You kind sure. of you gain an ability that gives you access to a new part of the map. But it's sort of it's ever growing. It's not really like sequestered into stages. It's all one map, but you mm. kind of gain access mm. with mm. different uh, mm. unlocks. That sounds good. So I, yeah, I played it uh, for a couple hours and it's really fun. But uh, I, I haven't played it since. Okay. And I'm, I'm checking the drop because now that's this, uh, this whatchamacallit, Forest of Love. What is it? Forest of Legend. Love. Forest Legends, The Call of Love. The Call of Love. For- yeah, you're, no, was, you're, you're totally right. I, 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 I apologize. Forest of Love, though. It is. Awesome. It, it, Forest, yes. love. Forest Legends, The Call of Love, PS3 Digital. Yeah. On PS Vita, Gunslugs comes out today. <laughs> uh, PS1 Classic, Mr. Driller, which actually is a PS1 Classic. And Tomba 2, which is actually also a PS1 Classic. Uh, and on PS2, Neo Contra. Neo-contra. For all those neoconservatives? Yep. Here comes a three-month PlayStation Plus code, courtesy of at Fistful of Crafts on Twitter, GDRH32NFB53H. Whoever gets it, send love to huh? at Fistful of Crafts. That was your one chance. It's already gone. <laughs> Not even worth repeating. Let's check in with the listeners. Hi, listeners. It's so good to see all of you. Uh, okay. Hear all of you. Clements. Yes. Obviously, we... You can't see or hear I can't. Them. I can't see or hear them. <laughs> <laughs> My face is just hovering. <laughs> <laughs> Under every... <laughs> some, kid, some kid's like listening to it in his bedroom. He's like doing his homework. He just looks up. You're looking down at him. <laughs> hovering so outside the window. So good to see you. You've let me into your mind. It's been a long time. <laughs> Stephen Carroll writes in and says, Hey, Beyond Crew, I'm a fan of Japanese anime, and I was wondering if you thought any animes would benefit from a video game adaptation. I personally would love to see Attack on Titan hmm. game in style. <laughs> style of Shadow of the Colossus. Kind regards, hmm. Stephen Carroll. Interesting, interesting. Clements, this is right up your alley. Yeah, so I actually have seen all of... Attack on Titan as it is. Oh no! Don't tell me the recording stuff. No, don't panic. You just don't acknowledge me when okay, I'm looking okay. over here. I'm, always, I remem- I'm having, I'm I'm having flashbacks to when we would pound on the table and oh, that right, would stop yeah. the recording. I'll tell you what. This that is, never made sense. To we me, have but. been on a, a tear lately. Okay. Good stuff. Okay, good, good. I'm glad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All on fire. Chain explosion. It's been a long time. Um, I No, I just wanted to say Attack on Titan, I watched all that's available currently. The series is probably going to go on for a long time because the manga it's based on is is huge Mm. um huge bro that's one of the most popular anime out currently i i'm not so sold on it to be totally honest okay uh i think that the writing is is weak it has spectacular action scenes but the character development's kind of it's disappointing i guess i would say so what anime would you like to see turn into a video game? You're Mr. Anime. What about that Evangelion Mr. you love so much? There's, there's been a lot of Evangelion games over the years. Um, that, I don't think many of them have come to the United States. Gotcha. So, uh, I've, I've recently been watching an absolutely absurd anime called Kill la Kill. Okay. 
And it's really funny. Uh, it has a lot of great action. So that might make a good video game. I don't know if they're making one. Okay. Do you watch no. that on Crunchyroll? Uh, actually, I do. I have a Crunchyroll subscription. Mm. You can on, use it on your PlayStation 4. And I can 4. use it on PS4, yes. And PS3, right? Yes. Yeah. No that PSP, though. first. Uh, I heard a bit about this anime called Dragon Ball Z. Okay, <laughs> did you? Dragon Ball games. <laughs> and I wonder if there should be a video game based on Dragon Ball Z. There's a ton. Colin, I have news for you. There are a lot of Dragon Ball Z video games. I know. In fact, there was just recently one, Battle of Z. I know. That's the one with the Goku, right? I think... I think Goku is in it. I actually don't know anything about Guy. Dragon Ball Z. Pretty sure I've reviewed these games before on PSP. <laughs> and that's why IGN doesn't review every game now. <laughs> God, remember when people were mad at us that we stopped reviewing PSP games? Yeah. Like, people get mad about want, everything. What do you want from, what do you want from us? <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> and I don't watch anime. I read the manga occasionally. Yeah, there how you about, go. How about a Puri Puri video game? Oh my gosh, huh? I remember when I... Did I give you those, or did you give no, them to Hillary me? No, Hillary would give them to me, I would read them, and then give them to okay, you. Okay, we it, shared that it. desk. Oh man. Those were the days. Those, those were the days. Not it, a care it, in the it world. It feels like forever ago. It does, doesn't it? It really does. Meanwhile, yeah. this PS4 has been out 90 days. I am... I just want to say, to get a little nostalgic with you guys, I still remember being in the old IGN office, kind of when we had a lot of the old crew still there, Jeremy Dunham, Chris Roper, sure. and being in that building, and we all kind of sat in that, like, two lanes of desks. Yeah. And, well, and then Geddes and Damon were on, like, by the window Dark side in the, of the corner. corner. Yeah. Oh, man, that was such a great workspace. It was... It was really busy and hard times, but it was such good times. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I just love that we would do whatever we wanted in that place, and nobody cared. Oh, There's, man. Remember when I, there were no rules. Damon tossed an orange at me, and I cut it in half with a ninja sword <laughs> in the office. <laughs> and everybody, rather than get mad, everybody's like, that's awesome. <laughs> really? Oh, half of an orange oh, bleeding man. all over the floor. Oh, goodness. And someone's arm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sam writes in Hi, with Sam. a three-part question. Sam Bishop? No, sadly. Oh, okay. The Bish. Still missing in action. <laughs> the bitch. I don't think we've, ever ca- I don't think we've ever called him that. I do a lot when I oh, insult okay. him. Oh. When do you think we will see number one? A big PlayStation 4 dashboard update. I want to customize the backgrounds, etc. Two. When will the Vita and PS4 become more compatible? Remote play is cool, but I want a content manager. Three. When will PS Plus, PS4 start giving us big boy titles? Not being greedy. Don't Starve, Outlast, Resogun, Contrast have been great. But when do you think Sony will take the plunge? Cheers and beyond, Sam. I immediately take issue with number three. What, I don't like this big boy Resogun title. Resogun is the best game on PS4. <laughs> you got it for free. Exactly. Those are all, all four of those games everybody loves. Well, Contrast is, I like, it's hit or miss, whatever. But it's, they're great games. Outlast is fun. Yeah, no, totally. That's what I'm saying. And I don't so understand, scary. like... Yeah, it was scary. My girlfriend watched me play the entire thing, and she, was, she didn't want to watch, but she yeah, couldn't I still have to away. play through yeah. the retail version. Um, yeah, when will PlayStation... I, I, when will it start giving us play, big boy titles? When, the, when, there's, when there's big, big boy, boy games? I don't... Yeah, I mean, what do you want? You want you, now you want My Call of Duty? My guess is that Knack is going to be uh, free this year. Uh, maybe Killzone. Killzone, I think, was already free multiplayer for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, like, as, a, as a, a sampling. I could see an Assassin's Creed. I mean, you'll get Assassin's Creed 4 before too long but i mean like there's no it's this was the problem with them launching well they had to do it obviously launching playstation plus with the system is that there's no games out yeah you know what i mean there had to be some there has to be a give and take there and they did a huge solid by giving people resogun especially um my answer to those questions is 2014 for all that you think yep that, I do think it's mind-boggling that the Vita and PS4 can't. There's no content management there that I can't download. Yeah, my games it's, to it's it. annoying as shit actually. But the, but they, they will. I mean, they, they, the order of operations, right? Shuhei always talks to us about that. Like you know, they understand and know what they need to do. It's just a matter of doing it. Sure, they have other things to do. Like maybe letting us change our PSN names. We've been asking for 
eight years. So we'll see when that when that happens. But like they know they can do it. It's just a resource thing, you know. Yeah. And, and Vita's connectivity with PS4 is essential. So I think that that's probably certainly going to be in 2014 the hub content manager dashboard update i don't see anytime soon where you're gonna be able to do customized backgrounds why not i mean how hard can that be i think it's a complete it's not like the xmb was the xmb had so much dead space around it playstation 4 right now has so much on the screen that i don't know even if you could go in there and put a superman symbol i wouldn't want to even if they let you i like the the tranquil the music's tranquil the background's tranquil i think that if for that to come there would need to be a redesign of the interface overall I think the interface, is, the interface is just so, fine. I agree with you. That's why I don't think you're going to see Why do you hate the interface? I don't like how you are presenting me in this argument. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, 2014 for the rest of it. You've missed this. I the do. Bickering for it's, well, it's wonderful. Something we didn't touch on, Ryan. Yes. Since you've been gone. Since you've been gone. Since right. you've been gone. <laughs> uh, you got married. I did. We talked about it a little bit on 300, Did I we? Wait, but I There thought... was so much action on 300. Yeah, there was. There was it was really it was. It was a whirlwind of It was a whirlwind of emotion yeah, and yeah, yeah. shoe <laughs> How's that going for you? It's really nice. Yeah? Uh, it, I mean, Nithi and I have been together for a long time, so not a lot really changed sure. when, we, when we got married. It was, uh, it was a great experience. Obviously, I'm, I'm honored and blessed to have her in my life. But uh, no, it's, it's, it's largely the same, and it's really nice. Good. Yeah. You also put out a short story. I haven't yet. I thought, so, what about your first one? I bought one of your books before. Yeah, but that one was... You weren't working here yet. Or, I'm sorry, you weren't, you weren't <laughs> yet. still here. I published time, it in 2006. My time table is completely... Uh, no, I'm, I'm kind of blanking. No, no, yeah, you're, I think you're right. I, it, I think I published it after I left. Yeah. And it was very short, just a kind of an experiment for me to try um, writing fantasy really and, and short fiction and what's the name of that one and then and that one's called are you ready it's a long title I remember it's called Farious Foxfur and the Bottle of Violet okay the you next one has a much easier title you get that right now and now yes. your next one is coming it's out March coming 1st coming out March 1st tell yes. me about that one it's got an awesome cover by Panda um, Panda Musk is the best. He's very. Talented. I mean, you got you know all the Beyond listeners know as well. I feel bad. I'm looking at you guys. I feel like I need to no, look at the camera used to as well. it. Don't worry. Uh, they're used to it. Uh, That's what they want. They want a conversational show. They don't want to stare at the thing like this. Hi everybody. They're watching their PlayStation Four apps. Some of them in the bathtub. In the bath. This, do you think people have a PS4 in their well, bathroom? Well, you can watch on the internet, too. Someone has a PS4 in their bathroom. Okay, it's possible. Someone does. Um, thank you for bringing it up. No it's problem. very nice of you. Uh, it's, the next story is called The Maiden of Sea Sky, and uh-huh. that is going to also be available on Amazon on March 1st. It's a story about a young woman that participates in a tournament of singers, and uh, life-changing things happen to her. Are they mm. not connected, these two books? They take place in the same world. Mm. It's like this this fantasy world that I'm kind of just building piece by piece. I, read, I you know, I always kind of wanted to write a novel. I think that's a lot of writers' dreams is to actually make, you know, to write a novel. But it's it's so hard. Right. I mean, it's insanely hard, especially when it's not really your full-time profession and you're doing it for fun as a hobby. So I thought, okay, well, I'll just write short stories all in the same world. And then, you know, get a lot of practice, because obviously I've never done this before, yeah. uh, at least fiction. Obviously, we've all done a lot of creative, or sorry, a lot of critical and critique. Um, yeah, and it's, it's I w- I'm really happy that, I'm just happy I did it. Who knows if people will like it or not? I, I hope everybody enjoys it, but. Uh, How do people receive the first one? Very positively. Death threats. Oh. <laughs> all of those death threats. <laughs> it, uh, I feel bad. I have such a loud laugh. Neethi gives me a hard time, by the way, about my laugh. Because if we're sitting next to each other on the couch, like watching TV, and I watch Jimmy Fallon all the time. And um, if I laugh loudly, she like she actually has to jerk her head away because my laugh is deafening. Did you watch her last night? The honeymoon uh, no, I is over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, I'm sorry. What was I saying? It, 
Wait, what was your most recent question? I totally got sidetracked. Set in the same world. Uh, response cost? was good. Uh, I don't know yet. I think it's going to be two ninety nine. So there's that. Okay. Good. And, I'll give you money. Uh, oh, good. you don't have to. It's I'm going very, to. It's very nice. I think I bought the first one. It's very nice. Did you? Yeah. Ever, you never read it. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna lie. Every I time you or Charles puts out books or uh, whatever, you I buy, buy them. them. Yeah, support us. Yeah, them. no, of course. This it's, one though, you have time. Good cover. The, no, I don't. You have time. Who's gonna platinum persona if I'm reading books? The biggest complaint that I got with the first one, and I think it's very appropriate is that it, it was too short. I mean, it was uh, it was less than 7,000 words, which is like, you know, a couple articles packed together, basically, yeah. like a couple internet article length. This one actually classifies as a novella by, like, several literary institutions. I think anything, don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure anything over, like, 17,000 words actually falls into no- novella category, which is, like, a short novel. Gotcha. And mine's about 30,000 words. Oh, cool. So this is, you know, over three times the size of the, of the first story. That's great. Yeah. How long did it take you to write? Seven months. That's a long time. Yeah, it was. It was. Could really, have almost had I encourage any anyone that like enjoys writing or wants to be a writer or is just has a you know interest in fiction, just write. It's just a lot. It's fun. It's rewarding, and it's great practice. That's my little uh, tidbit for today. Our final question is coming from Ryan, but not that Ryan. Not me. Before we get that, here's your final three month PlayStation it, Plus code from Fistful of Crafts. Oh, okay. What? I was just gonna say, is this Andrew Ryan Goldfarb? I hope not. Uh, Fistful Crafts final code is MJE63BNQLTH7. If you get it, send him some good vibes. Final question from Ryan. Has been lost. No, there it is. <laughs> Beyond. 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 Titanfall looks amazing. I know Greg has been playing the crap out of it. I'm probably going to get it on PC. Do you guys think this is going to be the system seller Microsoft is hoping for, and is it truly a huge loss for PlayStation 4 owners? I'm normally not the type to play online shooters, but this one looks special. I will look more towards Colin, because I bet he can talk a little <laughs> bit more about this. Thing. I think 120% is going to be a system seller. Like, I think just the fervor around it this weekend of them pushing the beta codes out that everyone was tweeting them, and then when they said it was open to everybody, I saw people on my Twitter feed saying they were going to go buy their Xbox One now because they could play it finally. I think for sure it is. I think it's it's one of those things playing it. I like, I'm the same way as Ryan here. I'm not a big first-person shooter fan. I'm not a big online first-person shooter fan in general. I kept saying me and Alfredo did are doing a Let's Play video every day leading up to launch. And in it, I give the, my brief rundown is I haven't played an online shooter since Killzone 2, and this one totally has me. And I'm so locked into it. And, I, you know, I played seven hours at work with him capturing video and then came home and played more. And then, you know, woke up the next day and played more. Like, I'm super into it, and I think that will be the same way with a lot of people who have Xbox Ones. Yeah, Titanfall's going to be very big. Yeah. Very, very big game. The problem is that it's also available on Xbox 360 and PC. So there's no real reason to buy an Xbox One, if you have one of those things, if you have a PC that can play it, or an Xbox 360, sure. the game will be biggest on Xbox 360, and you can take that to the bank. But it's going to, I mean, like, like, I but, bet that version's not even remotely the same. That's well, what I think's going to happen. I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's comparable, and I'm, it's being done by a very ca- capable studio that's worked on a lot of PlayStation games. So the, you know, uh, a good, and not a studio that makes games, but specializes in porting games. So, like, I think, you know, Titanfall's going to sell millions of copies. It's going to bring... Xbox One to the four. Xbox One will outsell PS4 next month um, in, you know, MPDs and stuff like that. Uh, and I'm sure it's going to be big, and it looks great. Like, it looks fantastic. I'm yeah. not a shooter fan, like, or an online shooter fan. I don't want to play that. But I think the game looks fun. It looks unique. Um, but I think that it's going to find a huge home on Xbox 360. Um, and I think it's also going to find a huge home on PC. So I just don't – if you have to play it only on Xbox One, that's different, but you don't. 
You know what I mean? And so I think that that's going to be the smallest base of players is going to be on Xbox One. I think what's going to happen is that, yeah, if you're a PC player, fine. But I think that even though they're the majority, like for console gamers and what they do, I think that they're going to look to 360 or Xbox One. They'll see the scores for 360. or Because, again, we haven't seen it on 360. Don't get me wrong. I'm totally guessing. But that. I don't think that that's because it's bad. I think it's because they don't want any, to acknowledge that it exists. That's, I, 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 I kind of think that's why they delayed it. You know? Yeah. Is because it's like, well, like if you can't really wait, then go buy an Xbox One. You yeah. know? I think it's going to work. I think that's going to work for a lot of people. As far as, like, is it a huge loss for PlayStation 4 owners? That's where it gets trickier. I think that... If this was on PlayStation 4, Xbox One wouldn't have a leg to stand on in this fight. There'd be nothing to look to, to point to. And I, this is somebody who uses their Xbox One every day, played Titanfall all weekend long. Uh, I don't think that I, you'd be like, I bought it for Dead Rising 3. You know what I mean? What would you have bought that for at launch? Right? It's the same way PS4 with Infamous, right? Like, you bought your PlayStation 4, probably getting ready for Infamous. But with Xbox One in particular, like, you know, PS4 scene, Don't Starve, and it's seen Outlast, and seen these other games, Resogun, things you want to play, right? Whereas Xbox One has been putting out some experiences but mainly just sitting there yeah i don't i don't know i don't i i think like i said i think the game's gonna sell very well it's gonna sell xbox ones it's going to have a biggest user base on 360 and the fact that the game's available on 360 is going to injure its sales significantly on xbox one now like whether or not that means that it sells five hundred thousand less on xbox one because of that or something is you know it remains to be seen but i just think that splitting the audience like that is clever for ea mm-hmm. uh bad for microsoft um, and they get licensing money, and so they get they get money for every copy of any game sold on their on their system. So it's not bad for them to sell games on 360. I just think it would have been smarter to have it as an Xbox One exclusive. Then, and I'm sure I'm sure that's what they would have wanted. But you know they're working with a third party. They don't own the studio. Yeah. They don't own the IP, and the, you know they don't own the publisher. So you know they're getting the best deal that they possibly can. But I think. Titanfall is very easily one of the biggest games of the year. Titanfall is going to be big. It's going to be great. People are going to love it. Um, and I'm interested to see how it does platform to platform. But yeah. I, I think I think people are sleeping if they think that that game is going to, you know, have this ro- t- like this robust, huge, million-strong audience on Xbox One. It's not going to happen. Okay. Not yet. Maybe with a sequel when there's more Xbox Ones out sure, there. Sure. I mean, you're just playing the game of where the systems are. Exactly. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I just look at it as, like, if you have an Xbox 360, right, and, you, and you're a casual gamer or you're a hardcore gamer and you don't want to make the jump, Xbox One costs $500. Yeah. And you're going to buy that just to play... Titanfall when you can just play it on what you have already? You know, like, that's I mean, that's the major thing that, like, I have trouble with. Sure, but the big thing, right, is that it's always a domino, right? You, everybody, a lot, People who are going to buy an Xbox One or a PlayStation 4 or any, any frivolous video game purchase we don't really need in our lives, but you want because it's fun and entertaining, right? You wait for that one thing to be like, when, it, when do I finally break down and do it? And so when you see Titanfall come out, you see the different reviews, you see the comparison videos, that I think for a lot of people is going to be their thing of, like, I was going to buy an Xbox One anyway, might as well buy it now. Yeah, I'm that, excited for Halo. I'm excited for this. I'm going to go out and get it. That could be, but I still think that Quantum Break or Halo or the new Gears game or Sunset Overdrive are actually going to be bigger literal system sellers because they are Xbox One exclusive games. You, know, you have to have one. Like This is the only thing I'm trying to say. is Titanfall is probably going to be better than all of those games, but yeah. we, we don't know. But you, know, you assume this is a top-tier, top-echelon, superb shooter from a very talented studio. Um, and I know PlayStation fans are upset about not getting it, but... Um, Presumably, we would get the sequel and uh, on PlayStation Four. And either way, I mean, go, if you want to play them, I just go buy an Xbox One. It doesn't hurt to have them both. Yeah, um, we have them both at our house, so I can say Xbox on bullshit. Xbox you don't say it at all like that. You don't say it at all. Like, Xbox, Xbox on Xbox on. Xbox on. It doesn't work. I hate this thing. That's you every fucking day. I, and then I walk and I go Xbox on, and it works. 
Greg, I don't say like I say Xbox on. No, you don't. If you start Xbox. saying it like that, it will work. On. I just love hearing <laughs> stories about you guys were, uh, living together. It's just funny it's when he, he's it's still the best. together the first time, and then it gets worse and worse and worse. And he's thinking his anger will make the Xbox listen more. <laughs> I just don't even understand why it's attached to our cable box. But that's a, that's a, that's for another day. Also, I don't understand why you don't ever just use the controller then. If you hate the voice control so much, you don't have to use it. Just hit the little power button and it pops on. I don't want to walk all the way to the system. The, system. the it's, controller. It's more, it's more complicated now. It, the, the TV is more complicated. The remote control to the cable box is right next to the controller for the Xbox. I just don't understand why it's plugged into the cable box. You we did. When you came it. back from Nate's, you were so stoked about voice control. You totally understand. It worked understand. at Nate's house, though. It doesn't work <laughs> at our house. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Podcast Beyond, episode 330. You Thank you so best. much for joining us. Uh, remember... IGN.com is what keeps the mics on, so go there, read the articles, watch the videos, and make sure you download the IGN PlayStation 4 app, or you can watch the Beyond video, because every Tuesday, the MP3 version of Podcast Beyond posts, then Wednesday, the video goes live on IGN.com and the PlayStation 4 app. Keep up to date with everything we're doing by following us on Twitter. IGN is IGN. I'm Game Over Greggy. Colin is No Taxation. Ryan Clements is Pwam Cider. P-W-A-M-C-I-D-E-R. You're probably not sick, or you're probably... Never mind. I was going to say thankful. that you might. Gold Farm's gone. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, yeah, because you have to do that. Yeah, I was going to say, you, didn't, you don't have to spell out my Twitter name. I think no one Plum ever... is still weird. Plum is weird. If, if, it's like, hard to there say. are probably people who are watching for the first time who don't know you're you, like, right? Plum? Like, Plum? What does that mean? Oh, this one time. I don't, you know the funny thing? Looking back all, all those years ago to when I first made my Twitter account, it, it's fun. I like, I like my Twitter handle, but I should have chosen an easier name to spell. I'm surprised you've never changed it. Because at this point, everyone knows me. No, by I agree. It's fine. So, no, it's just, you know, it's, it's interesting it's that you're committed to it. You are I'm, straight I'm so up committed. committed to it. I remember when I tried to get just Plum. Yeah. And and I think like some random girl like has Plum, and she I think maybe follows Britney Spears and has never tweeted. And I was just I was devastated. Just give me your name. It's like uh, Mrs. Uh, Mr. Slime. Oh, yeah, is Mr. Slime. Mrs. Lime on Twitter? <laughs> Don't even get me started on that. Uh, actually, the funny thing, we totally didn't talk about this episode that uh, is news. Sean wrote in. He's from Morton, Pennsylvania, and said, Goldfarb, now gone. Oh, sorry. With Goldfarb, now gone. Goldfarb, now gone. Goldfarb, gone. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Danger. Stop. Base under attack. Stop. <laughs> With Goldfarb, now gone, what are the juicy details on where he is going? I'd imagine he wouldn't leave without having an amazing job lined up. Well, Goldfarb. Well, th- you'd be a sucker if you didn't. <laughs> no, we can. And a naughty person going around the bend if you didn't understand where. where Andrew Goldfarb is moving to Texas to work at Gearbox, the fine folks who do Borderlands and uh, what what else? They haven't done anything else. They, Aliens, they, Colonial they, Marines. Well, they didn't really do that, right? That Thanks, was the big Goldfarb. thing. And then they did. Pretty sure that was before he <laughs> worked there. Out Duke Nukem, but mainly Borderlands. He's going to Gearbox, Borderlands, Randy Pitchford. You know, serious games for serious business. Ryan, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you. And I just, it's really heartening to see people that stop by in the PlayStation blog comments and they say beyond. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Always, I always try and say beyond back. And it's just, it's like the, be- I love this community. It's yeah, we're so super great. lucky. And I am, I'm very thankful to have, be back on. Well, good. Don't, thank don't, you. don't be a stranger. Come I back won't. whenever you want and to. And th- thank you for allowing me to stay quiet in certain segments of the show. But let me ask well, you I'm going to edit in old Ryan Clements' <laughs> audio over there. We should edit, would you say the PlayStation Vita is still 17 years of mistakes? <laughs> in one device. In one device? <laughs> Thanks, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> Every episode of Podcast Beyond ends with a song and a segment we call Ryan's Wrap-Up. Today's Ryan's Wrap-Up song is from Nathan. He says Beyond.
Beyond. Beyond. This is Nathan from 20% Games. I've attached a track called Party Time from a game I designed called Circle Stop. It would be my honor if y'all could feature the track as Ryan's wrap-up. Our talented friends at Friendly Ghost created the song especially for Circle Stop. Anyone looking to hear more of Party Time can find it in Circle Stop on the App Store and Google Play Store. Greg, just wanted to mention that there's a Taylor Swift Easter egg in the game if you care to look for it. Well, now i got to go buy Circle Stop. <laughs> Thanks so much, Nathan. But ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Nathan, thank you for your song. If you want to be part of the show like Nathan did, you can email us at beyond at IGN.com. Until next time, beyond, beyond, beyond. Hey, everybody. Hello, hello. Testing, testing. I feel like I have to... Bubbles in this water. Terrifying. (laughs) Carbonation. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.